This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, December 11th. It this is your is birthday song. It. it isn't very long. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday, man. I'm seeing the uh, gift from the office. It is your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy currently training to be an auctioneer, Jerem Jordan. Okay, Brian Santiago, the, what is he, the deputy athletic director, I think is his official title. He is really good at this. Uh, I bet he has his hand at this somewhere. BYU has an auction going on right now. They're calling it All In. And there are some really cool items there. And yesterday, our producer, Ben Bagley, full of great ideas. He said, you know what? I think we should give the first flag from our set. So we have one up right now. We're like, no, no, no. We aren't giving that one. But we have the first one. I, oh, we're actually. The second one. So this is number three. We've oh, this three. is three? This is three. Where's one? In the glass container? Yes, Yeah, in correct. the foyer? Okay. Um, so the second flag we've ever had. Tons of great signatures on the. I, I'm. Like Dave Rose and Kalani Satake and Steve Young. And I was told Dennis Pitt. I don't think anyone would want to buy it if they knew that. But, yeah, anyway, it started, the bid started at, like, what, 225 or something? We're up to 2520 bucks for the, uh, you know, high, highest bid. So if you want to participate in this, there are tons of cool, uh, you know, auction items. Babe Ruth signed baseball? What? Yeah, how about that's that? amazing. That was a thirty grand, right? Yeah, that's like the 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 king, the Sultan of Thwad for sure. Should we right? take out our life savings and go in on that, and then try and resell it and make a profit? Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, BYUCougars.com. They have a link. Also, event.gives/allin. Event.gives/allin. Go uh, go check it check it out. There's some really cool stuff. Not everything's like a thousand bucks. There's some stuff that's cheaper, but like. It's a way to give to the program, but also get something yeah, back. I love it. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm all about the auction. And you brought up Brian Santiago. Like, he can give you a look and be like, hey, you can do better than that. And you're like, okay, raise it 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we, need, we needed him in the locker room at halftime at the Coastal Carolina yeah, game. You, that, you, hey, you can do better. Than you can that. do better. You than can that. do better than Let's that. Go. Okay, let's pick it up. Here's your Friday show lineup, including the lasting impact and potential domino effect of Super Saturday. For BYU football and basketball, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joins us live to examine what exactly is on the line for both of BYU's big money sports tomorrow. Plus, another SportsCenter top 10 moment for the Cougars. Which senior will leave the biggest hole for BYU football? And we spin the wheel of consequence again. Uh, Rut row. Bring on today's BYU Sports Station headlines. Game day eve for the football team is BYU host San Diego State in what we think is the regular season finale and final home game for 15 seniors. The Aztecs beat BYU in San Diego last year. It was pathetic. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes knows this will be a challenge for BYU's 7th ranked scoring offense. And San Diego State is really, really good on defense. And even though Rocky's not there anymore, they're running the same system. It's an incredible challenge for an offense, in particular for an offensive line. Brady Hoke is the head coach again of San Diego State. And uh, as we've liked to joke, uh, when he was the Michigan head coach, uh, who, who asked him, Colin Cowherd, or was it Dan Patrick? Dan Patrick said, what do you think of uh, Michigan or uh, uh, Urban Meyer at Ohio State? He said, not good. 
So we'll see how it goes tomorrow. <laughs> Cougar pregame live begins at BYU Radio at 8 Eastern, followed by countdown to kickoff on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Solid opening headline. I'll see your football game day eve and raise you a BYU-Utah rivalry basketball eve. The BYU men host the Utes tomorrow in the Marriott Center. All part of Super Saturday, BYU TV and BYU Radio pregame shows begin at 5 Eastern. Cannot wait for that. It's going to be a ton of fun. Cougars in the NFL look like this. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play Kyle Van Noy and the Dolphins. That'll be fun. Taysom Hill will make his fourth start at quarterback for the Saints against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts getting the start. Jamal Williams and the Packers play in Detroit, and Harvey Longy and the Jets play my Seahawks. Now, that's interesting because Jalen Hurts is supposedly the Taysom Hill Hill. form, right, for an NFL team. You know, block no punts. Get out of here. It's true. Okay, let's add Cougars in the NBA. Sounds nice, doesn't it? yeah. The NBA preseason tips off tomorrow. Specifically, Yoli Childs and the Washington Wizards play at Brooklyn on Sunday, 6 Eastern, while Jake Toulson and the Utah Jazz host the Phoenix Suns tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Good luck to Yoli and Jake as they try and make rosters. It's fun. It's been a minute. And women's hoops won its home opener, 72-58 over Montana State. Shaylee Gonzalez led all scorers with 18 points, including this Sports Center number four play on the top ten last night. Four points in five seconds. To box out Hampson, but there's almost a foot difference at five foot nine. And once again, Gonzalez using Jackson. And a steal on the inbound pass. Shaley Gonzalez with the flutter. That off the back of the defender, lay it in, steal it, lay it in. Awesome, man. What's fun about that is Kristen referenced that she did it again. She did it twice. She threw the ball off the back of the defender twice and scored twice. That was the second time. That was the second? And then stole the inbound. Wow. So good, man. The ladies host Boise State tomorrow at 2 Eastern on BYU TV. That kicks off Super Saturday. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Super Saturday carries super impact. That's a whole bunch of super, but it's merited. BYU football on the revenge tour against San Diego State. Old rivalry renewed. Blackout uniforms. Bounce back opportunity. BYU basketball. Also on a revenge tour for what happened last season, the rivalry with Utah renewed and a bounce-back chance after losing to Boise State with the Utes in town. Jerem, which game this weekend has greater long-term impact, football against San Diego State or BYU men's basketball against Utah? It's a good question. I think that football doesn't have time to make up a loss. I think basketball does. If BYU lost to Utah in hoops, we've been saying, oh, they need to to make get an at-large. If BYU pulled off the upset at San Diego State in basketball, all is forgiven. Then probably is a that's way better, right? San Diego State is, uh, I mean, that's that they might be the best team BYU plays in non-conference. They're ranked, and they just beat ranked Arizona State on the road by twelve last night. Last night, last night. okay. So I think it's uh, I think it's football because again, I don't want this season to be a one and oh eight. Amen. Those were good seasons, but they're not great seasons because they didn't finish strong. Hans Olsen said, I'm not going to remember this team for uh, the wins before Coastal Carolina. I'll, I'll remember them for what they do after Coastal Carolina. And I agree with that idea. Uh, not entirely, but partially in that we'll re- I'll remember the whole year. Uh, but BYU needs to beat San Diego State in football. And then they, I think they need to win a bowl game. And then we go, hey, 11-1, this is one of the top 10 BYU teams ever, probably, given Zach Wilson, the offense, the unique nature of what happened. Certainly the schedule would have been the easiest BYU would have played in a long time. But the way BYU played was impressive. So I, I say, I say uh, football. It's, as more, there's more on the line, longer impact, bigger impact for football. 
This is all solid Friday logic, Jerem, and I'm on Thank board you. for it. It is all about football, specifically the 2001 season in mind. BYU starts 12-0. and It's so exciting. They're hoping to be a BCS buster yep. at the time. They're told they're not. Luke Staley breaks his leg, and they kind of Well, just... reverse on that. Luke Staley breaks Sorry. his leg. They're told they're, they're, they're told not. They're told they're not. That's Correct. part of it, yeah. And they kind of just come to a stall and finish 12-2, and two, and it's like, ah, it was so fun. But then you lose by 27 and give up 72 to Hawaii. Still the most ever given up. That's part of that. Like, if BYU gave up 70 points tomorrow and then lost the bowl game, like, it'd feel weird, right? He's not giving up 70. No. San Diego State, San Diego State hasn't well, scored 70 points all season, I don't think. Have they scored 70 <laughs> in a game ever? Like, yeah, San Diego State's a good football team. Like, but, this is a, an important game for BYU. It's not Coastal Carolina big, but it's a big game. It's an important bounce-back opportunity. BYU needs to get to 10 wins. They yeah. need to get rid of that bad taste in the mouth after that challenge in Myrtle Beach and mm. Dirty Myrtle. Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, the uh, I called it. Yeah, I heard it called two things by the locals. Okay, <laughs> Dirty Myrtle. Okay, and Hick Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What from the locals? Wow, from the locals. Wow, welcome to Hick Hawaii. I was like, okay, that's really funny. <laughs> the mullets, oh, yeah, yeah, With yeah, the yeah. Beach atmosphere, yeah. You know, it, it kind of no, it. It makes sense. No, I get it. BYU needs to get rid of any bad feelings yes. that they can that are left over from what they experienced in Hikawai. Okay. <laughs> get rid of that. Let's push it out. What better way to do that than beating up on an old Mountain West Conference foe with the blackout senior day? I want to see BYU score at least 35 points tomorrow. Yes. At least. And that's, that'd be a lot on a I good know. defense. I know. I haven't looked at the line on this. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm guessing it's up right probably now. 9 or 10. That is my estimation right now. Is it higher than that? Is this real? Is it higher than that? <laughs> yes, it's the magical number. 17? <laughs> yes. What? No way. That is a terrible line. I, I'm i not a betting man. I don't bet. I love the lines. But I would bet San Diego State to cover here. Wow. Wow. So BYU's getting some And 47 credit. and a half, so it's a low-scoring game. Whoa. Okay, so so uh, 30 – no, no, no. Sorry. A, like a 34 – I love watching you do math game. here. Yeah. 34 17. 32. A little less than that, yeah. 14 game, yes. Yeah, what? Like that. What? Wow. Even uh, me, 17 plus guy, doesn't like this. Come on. <laughs> okay, topic two. BYU will honor 15 seniors tomorrow. Any and all of these guys, in theory, could be back for the Cougars due to COVID eligibility exception, but we'll see. Which BYU football senior will leave the biggest hole? And this is tough because I've been seeing all of Jack DeMooney's senior appreciation posts on Twitter. And I'm yeah. like, oh, man. I keep been, hearing, I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, he's made an incredible that. impact. This guy has, has had you know, a big say in what BYU's done. For me, it's Isaiah Kafusi. Not just for what he does on the field, but yeah. how he leads the team off the field as well. There's a reason he is a captain. And he only cemented this idea because of his role not just against Coastal Carolina and the post-game situation, but he's always the guy that's willing to talk about the game in the toughest of circumstances. I appreciate that. It is hard to yeah. do that. Yeah, really hard. Uh, he's had an incredible season. I think he's worked his way into a scenario where he's going to get some serious looks from some NFL teams, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Isaiah show up with an undrafted free agent contract and just maybe make his way onto a practice squad and end up in the NFL for a few years. He has that work ethic. The captain, the leader, what he means to this team emotionally is so much. A huge emotional void will be there. 
when Isaiah Kafusi leaves. We talked a long time during BYU struggles about how oh, they don't really have a leader. They don't have a captain. Isaiah kind of became that guy uh, for a lot of reasons. And so BYU is going to miss him a what lot. What struggles are you referring to specifically? Um, the four and nine season. And oh, the in 2017 when BYU season. had Fred Warner? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope Fred Warner would be that guy. Well, I mean, Fred was a leader on the field, but I don't, I don't know that Fred was. Isaiah was too young to be yeah. bad then. But yeah, this team has clear leaders. And when you win, you don't ask these questions. There's a reason yeah. he has the C, the captain's C yeah. on his. Well, team. there's like eight or sixteen guys. Right. I feel like leader. he. If you had to ask me, like who's He's the captain? Totally. it's Isaiah. Okay, I, my, that's a great answer. I think there are several guys. Uh, my, my answer is, what's the question? We'll leave the biggest hole. Okay, literally in the defense, a <laughs> hole. He's the number one defensive prospect. It's Kyrus Tonga. I had this thought. Kyrus Tonga. <laughs> yeah. I, listen. There are a lot of guys. I agree with you on Isaiah, absolutely. Um, literally a hole in the middle of the defense. Tonga, career numbers, 127 tackles, 15 TFLs, 7.5 tackles for loss, 5 quarterback hurries. How about this? 11 PBUs for Kyrus Tonga Atta as a defensive lineman. 11. And always the unquantifiable, he took up two dudes and allowed someone else to make a play. Uh, we're hoping for multiple NFL draft picks. If there's only one on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be this man, Kyrus Tonga. So, yeah, notable guys. And if you're good, every year you lose some really good seniors. That's just how it is. Because you hope that they peak at the very end of their careers. You're hoping it's not like, all right, as a freshman, that was their best. No, 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 no. You let guys develop, and uh, BYU has a lot. Like, honestly, one I seriously thought about was Chris Wilcox. Yes. You do not notice him because he's awesome. People don't throw his way. They're not getting long bombs. He's not getting beat. Yes, he doesn't pick off a lot of passes. They don't but throw to his they side. They don't a lot. throw to his side. He has become as good of a corner as BYU's had in a long time. Zane Anderson, Chris Wilcox, Troy, Troy Warner. Warner. Like, there are some we, dudes. We're going to miss guys for sure. And on the offensive line, just quietly doing their job. Rackenell back. Shandon Herring, Tristan Hodge, all these guys. Absolutely. All right, our question of the day. We're pitting basketball and football against each other and asking which is the bigger game this weekend? Is it football against San Diego State or basketball against Utah? As you look at the potential ramifications, let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. My man Dan in on Twitter. Just Dan? It just says Dan. It says Dan. Hey, Dan. You got at Dan. <laughs> Both of these games are huge. But after what happened to BYU basketball against Boise State, I'd say the basketball game against Utah is huge. It's Utah. BYU will have to win to even feel comfortable for NCAA tournament at-large hopes. And <laughs> he includes happy birthday, Spencer Linton. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Yes, absolutely. You know what we've forgotten in the discussion about tomorrow? Zach Wilson's going to leave. This is his last home game. Mm. This is Zach Wilson's last home game at BYU. Say it ain't so! Can't wait for the stadium to be packed. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch his final home game. He has two games left. In a BYU uniform. I'm ready for Z Dub to ball out tomorrow. I know. Let's go. Hit revenge tour. I know. Revenge tour. I know. Coming up, could BYU still be playing in a New Year's Day bowl game? Oh, what is this all about? And the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on which game is going to have the longest lasting impact on Super Saturday. This is BYU Sports Nation. Love that. BYU Sports Nation is presented by. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Senior night, or in the case of uh, Zach Wilson, junior night, black uniforms, regular season finale, old whack Mountain West foe. BYU San Diego State football tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff will get you ready. The only place to watch the Cougars warm up in the black unis, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B on a Friday. This is how we do it with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We welcome in now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline the one and only voice of the Cougars. Greg Rebell joins us. Greg, look at that. Happy around. Friday. Looking fantastic as uh, you give an ode to the blackout oh. that's going to happen tomorrow. And I missed the music. On Saturday. Yes, and, and the Canadian National Anthem. It's a great day. Of course, the more appropriate music is, is is the birthday song. Happy birthday to you, Spencer Linton. Thank you, Greg. I 27 years that. old. I can't believe it, man. It's when just... I came in the studio, it was 28. Now it's 27. <laughs> I like the direction we're going with this. He's, he's Benjamin Button here on the Sports <laughs> I will take it. My hairline says otherwise, but I, but I, but I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, <you and> me <laughs> both. <laughs> Greg, we've been discussing uh, the potential impact of the results for both BYU football and basketball on a Super Saturday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Which game do you feel like will have the more lasting impact, football against San Diego State or basketball against Utah? Well, I think basketball is going to have many more opportunities uh, you know, to, to, to make lasting impressions and, and have games with long-term ramifications. Uh, it's one of many happening for the Hoopsters tomorrow. It's a big game, don't get me wrong. But I, I think that in terms of uh, a 10-win season, uh, the bounce back from last week, and how we're going to remember and think about this uh, 2020 BYU football team. I think tomorrow's game is pretty big. Um, it's, a, it's a December home game for the first time ever. Uh, it's, uh, it's unusual in so many ways this season. But I think it is, uh, I, I think, a little bigger uh, on the gridiron than maybe may maybe on the hardwoods, uh, not, to, not to diminish at all the importance of a rivalry win against the running Utes. But uh, there will be many more opportunities for BYU to, to do things that will uh, – uh, you know, put them in a good stead relative to the postseason. So uh, that's just my my short term impression right now. Yeah, and it's interesting because basketball is time to make up a what you what you hope is a win, right? But if BYU stumbles and loses, then they they could still beat San Diego State. They could still have shot at Gonzaga and St. Mary's multiple times. Football, we, football, we don't want it to feel like a one in a wait where it was like those were really good teams, but they didn't finish very strong, and so we don't think of them as one of the very good to great teams in BYU history. But this team has a chance to be uh, remembered in that ilk forever. We'll remember this season forever because of COVID and how BYU played so well, but they have a chance to finish really, really strong and, and have a special season. Yeah, last year ended up with those with those back-to-back losses, the San Diego State game followed by uh, the Hawaii Bowl loss in a game that you look at you look at all the numbers from last year in, in Honolulu and you think, how, how did BYU actually lose that game? Everything said they were going to win it. Um, and, and so it was, it was a downer end to last year. Seven and six felt like an underachievement. And this year, I think just getting, you know, to 10 games, 11 games, 12 games is a major achievement. The fact that BYU could end up with, you know, 10 or 11 wins uh, is, uh, is just underscores how difficult it's been to get games played this year. So I think BYU will find itself in an exclusive and very impressive company by getting to 11 and 12 games and ideally to 10 and 11 wins. It's been almost a decade, guys, since BYU's gotten to double-digit wins. Uh, that that first season as an FBS independent ended up at ten and three, and BYU hasn't been in ten win territory since. So that's also meaningful as well. And I think Kalani's talked about it as well. He thinks that ten wins is, is a meaningful milestone and a and a meaningful benchmark for this team to achieve, and they get that chance uh, tomorrow. Uh, San Diego State's uh, 
It's it's a tough game, guys. Uh, the, you saw what they did last year. BYU threw the ball well, uh, gained a decent number of yards, couldn't put the ball in the end zone last year. And and that's you know San Diego State's mo. That's what they do. They will frustrate you. And so the Cougs will have to play well uh, to get to ten wins. Um, and and uh, San Diego State's got its own challenge. The the Aztecs have never beaten BYU in back to back meetings. They got the win last year, but they've never ever made it two in a row against BYU and the Cougs have a significant advantage uh, playing in Provo over San Diego State over the years of 116 of the 18 that they've played uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So uh, a lot, lot of things in play tomorrow. And uh, you know, the game last year against San Diego State and the game last week against Coastal Carolina are, are both you know lessons learned type of games for BYU and pretty good examples of, of what either and both of those teams try to do to beat you. And they did it successfully. Then there's the Zach Wilson angle on this, Greg, and it's a really interesting one because obviously he's first-round guy. Like I'll be shocked if he comes back. So this is probably his last game at BYU. He played in this game last year, came back, but it was probably he was probably a little rushed. He, he reveals later he couldn't fully grip the ball and throw like he wanted to. This is this is uh, Boise State now, San Diego State on the Zach Wilson revenge tour. I, I expect a big game from Zach. Well, BYU threw again for a decent number last year. Uh, it was all about impact throws when they came and and how they performed inside the red zone. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think Zach and the entire offense uh, have a lot to prove tomorrow. Uh, you know, if you if, if you you know had said Coastal's going to score twenty two points, huh. does BYU does, does BYU win that game? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, nobody would have argued otherwise. So last week was. Um, you know, that, 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 that was a reality check and, 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 you know, no touchdowns out. I mean, would you thought, would you have thought that it's possible for BYU to a, you know, go a half without a touchdown, which is what happened in the second half or go a quarter without a completed pass. Both those things happened last wild of all, of all teams, the BYU team of 2020 would not be stuck in those categories of not scoring a touchdown an entire half of play and not completing a pass an entire quarter of play. But both of those things happened. So th- th- there's a lot to get done tomorrow to prove that, that, uh, that BYU has this bounce back ability and that that was truly a blip um, because the offense, you know, underperformed uh, as tough as tough as it was for the defense to get Coastal's offense off the field last week. And that was a major storyline. And while BYU was certainly explosive enough, uh, it comes down to touchdowns and BYU, you know, didn't have enough of them last week. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we've been talking about the bowl game scenario, Greg, and Zach Wilson was asked earlier this week, hey, if you had a chance to sit out and get ready for the NFL, would you do that and not play in the bowl game? And he quickly said, no, I'm going to take full advantage of all these opportunities. I want to play in the bowl game with my guys. We just don't know when and uh, who BYU is going to play. If it's not a New Year's Six after the loss at Coastal Carolina. What do you think is the best-case scenario for BYU in a bowl game scenario in terms of opponent, location, and date? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I think anything warm would be ideal, would, would, would put itself into, into, into the best-case possibility. But it seems like a lot of uh, you know, conference affiliations – are are uh, are being asterisked this year uh, for, for COVID, and so I really don't know exactly what the most reasonable or logical tie-in for BYU is right now. Because I think you know ESPN and these bowl organizers are going to get together and just kind of see um, you know what fits, as opposed to you know what leagues have their pecking order truly fulfilled this year. So I, I think it's just wide open, and and I expect to be uh, surprised and ideally pleasantly surprised as to where BYU ends up. 
Let's talk about BYU and Utah and hoops tomorrow. Obviously, a bounce back game for the Cougars who lost Wednesday to Boise State. In come the Utes, team that beat BYU in overtime after Yoli Childs cramps up there in the last five minutes. And Utah never led. But this is kind of a fun matchup because BYU's hungry and trying to figure themselves out. Uh, and then Utah comes in having only played two games. So, what do you think of the matchup? Well, it's early, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Utah ends up to be the best team um, of, of the two P, of the two BYU's playing this week. I know that there was a lot of thought that uh, that Boise State, uh, you know, could be the, you know one of the best teams BYU sees in the non-conference. And they're certainly very good. I, I suspect that Utah might be even a bit better um, that, than than Boise. Uh, losing Booth Gotch is big, but the guys they bring back they, they bring back a lot more than BYU brought back, right? And and so that fact alone, the fact that Utah, you know, beat BYU with last year's group. Uh, most of that group is back and, and BYU is still a work in progress trying to figure out who's going to be that next guy after Alex Barcelo. Significant challenge for BYU without the, the, without the true home court advantage. And I think we're, you know, we're finally seeing in games like Boise State where, where lack of a crowd means something. Where, where a team can come in and feel more comfortable about their chances to win, even when things go against them. You know, when BYU makes that run from down double digits, never got over the hump. Um, and, and I think college basketball, more than any other sport, is the one where a, a crowd actually does mean something relative to a competitive advantage. And BYU hasn't felt that yet this year, and I think felt its lack for the first real time against Boise State. So, uh, they're not going to have that with them uh, when they take on the running Utes. And, and like Boise State, you know, Boise State beat uh, BYU in overtime last year. The Utes beat BYU in overtime last year. So both teams had that recent success uh, to lean back on. And, and I use the phrase work in progress, and I still believe that's where BYU is right now. Um, so many new pieces trying to be fit in and, and, and styles of play to be uh, determined. And uh, in a lot of ways, it's, it's intriguing. And in some ways, the progress might at times be frustrating in terms of the pace. But uh, this is a group that I think ultimately will be a very good team in a very good league. I think the WC's already, WCC's already shown early in this season that uh, it's going to give BYU all the cachet it needs to put itself in position to be a postseason team. Greg, Alex Barcelo has been dynamite, to say the least. He's averaging basically 20 points a game. He's Mr. Consistency from uh, the field and from the three-point line. Every time he puts up a shot, you think it's going in because he's been that good. Yet BYU is still searching for a second bucket getter, a second score. Which player do you think would benefit BYU the most by stepping up and being that second scorer? I think it's got to be Matt Harms. Uh, you know, Coach Mark Pope uh, post game the other night said, you know, the, the seven for 10 w- w- was great. We need that to be 15 for 18. So he's wanting mm. Matt Harms to get more looks. And if Matt Harms gets more looks, he's going to make a decent share of them by where he is and, and, and what kind of presence he is around the basket. So I, I think it's going to be Matt and, and you'll have a, a true backcourt frontcourt tandem going and, and Matt got himself to double digit scoring on a season average the other night. And I think he'll probably stay there. And, uh, you know, Coach Pope indicates he needs more looks from Matt. That's a pretty good sign that, uh, that Harms will be that guy. Do we feel like there's going to be any shakeup in the starting lineup soon? Because you've got three seniors that it makes sense to start. Connor Harding's a little bit of an enigma right now. I all think we think, hey, he could be really good. Hasn't quite kind of raised his game to the he's a junior. He's a little bit more in the offense. I'd love to see that tomorrow night or, or soon. And or Spencer Johnson, Gideon George. BYU's got options, but they need a guy to kind of emerge right now, right? Yeah, I, I think if there's one guy that might um, end up taking someone's spot at some point, I think Spencer Johnson's the best uh, the best candidate for that right now. 
uh, he's he's proven to look pretty comfortable when he gets out there. And um, I, I think you know there are still some other players with uh, with room to grow in terms of what coach might have expected them to be uh, early in the season. But I think Spencer's kind of come as advertised, and and his preseason was a little bit um, you know. Uh, physically hampered and 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 uh and so he's kind of just you know still maybe getting into true playing shape but he's getting there pretty quickly and i really like what i've seen from him and so i I think if there is going to be any kind of modification it might be in where he ends up uh in, in that rotation Greg, great to catch up with you. We're looking forward to a super Saturday. We know that uh, you're going to rest the vocal cords tonight because you'll be talking a lot tomorrow. We wish you the best of luck with that. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, we've all got a a good, fun, long day uh, in store tomorrow. Uh, TV and radio, it's going to be a blast. And uh, here's hoping for two two wins. Amen to that. Thanks, Greg. At least two. There's more than that. Women's basketball. There's a lot more going on. Everybody wins. (laughs) For the games I'm calling. (laughs) All right, Greg. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Greg Rubel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Five Eastern for coverage of men's basketball, and then they'll go basically until two weeks from now. (laughs) (laughs) They'll just keep going. They will continue through the new year. Through the new year, yep, into 2021. Coming up, the Wheel of Consequence shall be spun by me. And is Saturday really the last time we'll see the black uniforms for BYU football ever? What's that all about? This BYU Sports Day. Ever? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tomorrow, I don't know if you heard, BYU and Utah playing hoops on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Coverage begins on both at 5 Eastern time. And we'll broadcast the game live on BYU TV, BYU Radio. And on the BYU TV app, we'll have a second screen experience. Myself, Tyler Haas, will call the game as well. Full hour-long post-game show on TV as well. So pre and post extended. And, of course, radio doing its awesome thing all the time. So it should be fun. And then we go right into football after that. You may have noticed we've added something to the set here. Hello. He is Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Before we get to the Cougar Whip Around, it's time for one of us to spin the wheel of consequence. Yeah. And after a second consecutive win, Jerem, I, I beat you by a yeah. massive score, 2-1 to one this week. Yep. I thought we tied with one in each, but I was confused on the point scoring. A prop <laughs> pick victory for me. Now right. as Jerem spinning the wheel. What's the consequence today? All right, I was hoping this would spin to the end of the segment and I wouldn't have to do oh, it. The funny thing about this wheel is that sometimes it retracts and, and goes back the other direction. Okay, helmet it is. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which helmet? Yeah, give Jared. The only one that works. <laughs> Jared the game helmet. Yes. Throw uh, it on, brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> Undo the chin strap. Yes, it's going to be a very uncomfortable uh, next few minutes for Jerem as we get into the Cougar Whip Ramp. Yeah. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging (laughs) shipping problem. All right, Shaylee Gonzalez is putting up a combined (laughs) shooting percentage here. That looks so ridiculous. The the, the chin straps, your Tanner Mangum chin strap. It's like for an O-lineman. Yeah. Of 209.4 with free throw field goal and three-point percentages, 180 to threshold for the elite shooter, a.k.a. 90, 50, 40. Will she be a 180 shooter this year? Jeremy, I anticipate that she will be. She's put in so much work in the offseason, it's ridiculous. She lives 
in the gym. She's shooting like a thousand plus jump shots a day. It's crazy. We're just showing me while you're doing It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Shaylee's going to do it. I think she's going to uh, be the Jake Toulson for this uh, BYU women's basketball team. Yeah, she can do it. Um, she, she could be a 90-50-40. That's kind of the average you want. And right now she's 209. I mean, it's four games, but still. Nuts. Pretty awesome. Good for her. Stuart Mandel updated his bolt projections, Jerem. <laughs> fitting that you're wearing the helmet so- as we talk about this. To gear up for this question. Yes, let's go. Okay. He said that BYU could potentially play in a New yes. Year's Day bowl game, the Birmingham Bowl okay. against Tulsa. Hey, there's a ranked matchup. Yeah. Would you like to see BYU in a New Year's Day bowl game if it's the Birmingham Bowl? Yeah, I think that's fun. There's some others that are fun to me. Gasparilla the day after Christmas would be good, maybe against a Power 5 team. Um, there are a bunch, like Armed Forces on New Year's Eve against a Power 5 team could be good. Ooh. There are 13 ESPN-owned bowl games. It's going to be one of those 13, you'd think. Yes, and here's the thing, and Greg talked about this a little bit in our interview with him a few minutes ago. Yeah. There are several Power 5 teams that are opting out. Which will Boston take College away already did. conference, uh, whatever you want to call them, tie-ins to these bowl games. So BYU could kind of. could land a pretty decent bowl game location, time, and opponent. One can argue that there's no decent bowl game if you're not in the New Year's Six. They're all kind of the same. But, uh, yeah, if it's at, against a good team and a good place, let's go. Yeah, playing on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day for me and, would lessen the sting a little bit. And if no fans can really go, it's all about the matchup. The bowl game... Be darn, yes. right? Location for the team, yeah. matchup for the fans. Both the only child to Jake Toulson could be in action this weekend. The NBA preseason games with the Wizards and Yaz, respectively. Mm-hmm. Who will play more minutes? It's going to be Yoli Childs. I think that the Wizards feel like he could legitimately make the roster. And talking with Yoli in his camp, he feels like his there camp? is great opportunity. Specifically his AAU does, coach. Does Jake have a camp? <laughs> why are they camping? They're NBA I, players. I feel like LeBron James uh, reported. Yeah. What's his name? Brian. Uh, anyway. Brooke Windhorse. Yes. Yeah. In that instance. Uh, I've talked to uh, uh, LeBron James camp, camp. His camp. All 17 uh, uh, of his handlers. Yeah. I think that they want to they want to test him out a little bit more. Yeah. They're going to give him some more opportunity to see what he's all about. Yes. I agree. I think the opportunity is just a little better for Yoli Child. So oh, hopefully both play. That'd be fun. We'll see. There are fewer preseason games this year. Jeremy, my man Chad Lewis revealed yesterday that tomorrow's game for BYU football will mark the last time the Cougars wear the black uniforms. But added, there will be another alternate uniform coming down the line. Jeremy, which alternate uniform do you want to see down the line? Uh, at Valkoog put it out. I, I think it'd be cool to have a Polynesian oh, yeah. uh, ode. Oh, yeah. This is cool. Valkoog, if you don't follow uh, Valkoog, awesome. So this is kind of fun. I think it'd be cool given the uh, history of Polynesian yes. culture and, yes. and players. Obviously, the head coach is Kongan. Look how clean those helmets and yes, uniforms are. Yes, unlike me looking in this helmet. <laughs> I look like such a dork. <laughs> the chin strap's definitely not. I gotta, I gotta tighten those up later. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll work on that after the show. I didn't think it'd be that helmet today. Here we are. <laughs> oh, indeed. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. What's the, what's your answer? <laughs> I like to see the 1996 throwback uniforms. Oh, come okay. Back yeah, yeah. With the black drop shadow, the outline. Drop it shadow. Just, it screams 90s, yeah, right? Yes. It does. I want to see those Nike retro drop shadow uniforms come back at some point in the future. And the Royal Blue is a little bit different shade, too, from uh, that right. era. Yeah, the, so the Pantone is For me, that second option would probably be something like with ice gray. I think it'd be cool to see BYU with gray and royal. Wow. Yeah. I, wanted, I want a matte helmet that's not black. I think that'd be fun. Mm. Oh, Sailor Coog helmet? Ooh. That'd be cool. 
Yeah, there are a lot of options. Yes. And Volk Kuga said, bring, put tan, most of bring tan back in the bibs? No. Said no one? Okay, would, last... would you do that, though? Like, just... Uh, one game, yes. One game, yes. Like, bring yes. them back. And Rob Morris game. rubs the flag up. <laughs> Who will have more TD passes this Sunday? Saints quarterback Taysom Hill or Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts? They're matched up. Uh, the Eagles are terrible, Jerem. Yes. Uh, so just strictly because... Taysom is playing for the first place Saints, and he's got a pretty thing, good thing going. It's going to be Taysom Hill. Even if he throws one touchdown pass, I think that will probably be more than Jalen Hurts. Right? Uh, no, Michael Thomas is pretty good. Eagles have the eighth fewest passing touchdowns. That's why they're making a change. But they're not. They're just not very good. Fourth worst yards per play in the league. They're just not good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Taysom. Miles Sanders is one of my running backs on my fantasy team. Thanks, Eagles offense, for nothing. <laughs> You're not utilizing your best skill position player. Okay, coming up, new prop picks for games this weekend, and I can take off the (laughs) Thank goodness. Let's go to break really slow For all of us. And know the foe. Daily double edition. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for Eastern for BYU football top 100 plays as we count down the top plays in Cougar football history. Oh, man, don't miss this show. We are very excited to give it to you. Where does the Micah miracle fit into the top 100? Definitely made it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on Friday from Studio B. Let's play Know the Foe. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us? Well, let's go like this. Let's start it here. From the law firm of Zane, Spectre, and Lid, Spencer Linton called this point toss. He won. He chose to go first. All right, let's do it. Jerem's trying to get the reference. I don't get the suits. Uh, Spencer, first question. This is the University of Utah versus San Diego State University, know the folks. Mm-hmm. So this university boasts Julie Cravener, a.k.a. the voice of Bart Simpson. As oh. an alumnus. And a bunch of voices. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Wait. University of Utah. Mm, oh. No, that's SDSU. I feel like we would have known that about her if it was Utah. Probably true. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking of a other Netflix special on a Utah uh-huh. person. But Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Okay, okay. All right. Because that might come up later. Uh, <laughs> Jerem, which school's original color scheme was white and gold? Utah? Mm. No! It was San Diego State, which was later followed by purple and white. Purple and white? What are they, Niagara? (laughs) All right, 0-0. Spencer, you got question number three. Which has more Mountain West titles? Mountain West Conference titles. Regular season football or tourney in hoops? Not regular season hoops, tourney in hoops. Is it SDSU football or Utah hoops? Oh, wow. Oh, good question. Wow. Feel strongly about one of them. Let's go with Utah. Mm. What? No, San Diego State has three Mountain West Conference football championships to Utah's two tourney basketball championships. Michael Doliak is not walking through that door. They've got lots of regular season. They just couldn't close the door late. Sorry. All right. BYU the last 20 years. Good question. All right. Still 0-0. Jerem, which legendary coach led their team to a greater win percentage while at the helm? Don Coriel at San Diego State football or Rick Majerus at Utah Hoops? Uh, let's go with Brother Majerus. 
<laughs> no, Don Coriel, 83.2% win percentage to Majerus' 77.3. Don Corleone? Yeah, him too. <laughs> He's undefeated. Will we get an answer right? This is the real question. We're going to keep going. All right, we, uh... we, we've got one more question apiece for you guys. Oh, okay. boy. Okay. All right. Spencer, which university has sent more alumni into space as astronauts? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just straight up. Let's go. Uh, got a 50-50 chance here, buddy. Come on. I'm going to go with San Diego State. Oh, Utah has somebody? What? Utah's got Don Lynn and Jake Garn. Two? San Diego oh, yeah, State right, has Ellen Ochoa. Utah has two. Wow. Yes, they've sent two they've to the moon. They've actually done something. Hi, right, Jerem. For the win or the tie? There we go. Which university's Wikipedia page lists list the greatest number of notorious criminals who attended the <laughs> university? Well, we know Tim. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm going to say Utah because it's a rivalry. Yeah! It is. Three yeah! to two. I'm Three happy, to two. I'm happy you got that one. I'm happy got you got one. that one. Yes. Jerem, you're the winner today on Know the Foe. Yes. And I lost, but I lost the wheel the of most God. notorious criminals. Who knew? Define Aaron notorious. Define notorious. <laughs> if they make a Netflix, yeah, serial killers have it. <laughs> oh, that's a memorable edition. We're going to get an email about that one. Coming up, today's Rise and Shadow. Plus, prop picks to open up next week's race. Here we go. To the Wheel of Consequence. I, I got to jump in this thing. I got I to gotta show up, unlike Utah State football this year. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. A reminder, our show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio app. Or you can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right, let's get to our weekend prop picks for BYU football versus San Diego State and BYU basketball against the University of Utah. Jamie, ready to get back in this race, man? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> ben Bagley, join us again, won't you? Scores reset at zero, so Jerem has a chance. Okay. First prop pick. Who will score more points on Saturday? Tyler Algier, Dax Milne, Matt Harms, or Brandon Averett? I'm going with my guy Tyler Algier, Jerem. I think that uh, he's he's going to score early and often. And BYU's run game is going to find some success in the red zone, specifically against the tough San Diego State defense. Matt Harms. Matt Harms is going to get into double figs. I would love if that. If he scores 13, that means a football player would have to score three touchdowns. Correct. Unless you scored a two-point conversion. Then maybe you'd have 14. <laughs> Number two. Who will have a better three-point percentage on Saturday? Alex Barcelo or Shaley Gonzalez? Wow, they're both outstanding shooters. Alex has just been dead-eyed. I mean, going into the game against Boise State, he was, what, 62%? And it only got – did it get better than that after the Boise State game? It's Alex Barcelo. He, he is on point from the three-point line. I'm going Shaley. Shaley Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay. He's going to go uh, three for four. I should have put Jake Oldroyd in there. <laughs> nice. Number three. Who scores first for BYU football against San Diego State? I gave the answer a moment ago. It's Tyler Algier. I think he's going to score a bunch of points, and I think he's going to score the first touchdown of the game. Dex Milne. Let's go, let's go the first touchdown. Love that. I, I would love it for it to be Neil Powell. We just make up for last week. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Oh, how different would that game have been? Well, it was definitely old. Ah, <laughs> number four. All right, more sacks by the BYU defense, made threes by Caleb Lohner, or blocked shots by Matt Harms. It's going to be Matt Harms' blocked shots. Mm. I think he only needs maybe like three. three. Yeah, and I think that he is more than capable of doing that against Utah. Yeah, it'll be sacks. San Diego State won't throw it a ton, but they'll get into third and long, and then uh, boom, here comes the heat, and uh, BYU is going to get home a couple times. Okay. And number five. All right, last one. More Zach Wilson pass completions or Barcelo points. That's a good one, dude. I think Zach's going to let it rip tomorrow against San Diego State. Um, he had success against a good defense last year throwing the ball, not in the red zone so much, but they threw it a ton, and he completed a bunch of passes. I expect more of the same. Zach you Wilson want Tyler Algier and a Zach Wilson completion. Let's go. You just want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I go Alex Barcelo. I think uh, Alex has another uh, 20 spot. That's right on the season average. Yeah, I think it keeps going. So he's has he hit the only game he didn't score double figures against was USC, and he had eight. But he's right. He had nineteen in one game. He's been nineteen plus in six. That's incredible. Seven. That dude is such. He's the ultimate. He's awesome, competitor. dude. He's the ultimate competitor. bulldog, man. Okay, those are your prop picks. I wish you good luck, Jerem. <laughs> After having to do up the top button and wearing the helmet. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Okay, you're right. I, I don't you're wish You're pretty you genuine. Wish, that was insincere. I wish myself good luck. Yeah, I wish myself more luck. But I, take, I, take, take luck! I kind of do feel bad that, uh, you know, I haven't had to spin the wheel. I kind of do. No, the, it's all good. Even it out, you know? It's kind of, no one, yeah, it's been a minute since we wore the helmet, you know? Our question of the day. Which is the bigger game this weekend for BYU athletics? Football against San Diego State or basketball against Utah? Let's go back to Voice of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. False start on Spencer. Patrick Neal on Instagram. Love the football team and what they are doing, but the Bud. ship to a New Year's Six Bowl game has sadly sunk. The ship to March Madness is still building, and this game will be huge. All right. And, yeah. There's still stuff to play for, though. Yeah, I, I, I get it. If you're, even, even, it, it, it's a da- that's a dangerous attitude to me. Let me t- tell you why. And he's not wrong, but there's more to play for than just the New Year's Six every year. Otherwise, you you are going to be an upset, angry BYU fan. There is a website for you, which you know I don't advocate. BYU is going to finish as a ranked team for the first time in 11 years. Why not make it a top 10 AP ranking by dominating San Diego State and then winning a bowl game and being 11-1? and one? And let the Riders have top their say. 10? Let's, Let's go! Yeah, they can do that. They're yes! number 14 in the AP poll yes! right now. Yes, it can happen. If BYU is top 12, I'll be ecstatic. Incredible. Yes, let's go. Okay. Sam on Instagram. Basketball. Sam's back. Sam, there's Dan and Sam. Basketball. They need uh, a win both for their confidence and for my sanity. <laughs> Listen, basketball has to kind of carry the beat Utah torch. You know what I'm saying? Yes. BYU football didn't even have the opportunity this year. Or will they? <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. Let's go. Now, that would lessen the sting a little bit of not making a New Year's Six if BYU got a chance to play Utah. You think? That'd be awesome. Doug on Twitter. Football for sure. We're just doing first names today. Win the game. Probably move closer to finishing in the AP Top 10. BYU also gets a 10-win season. Yes, that's a big deal. Lose the game, and the Power Five's College Football Playoff Committee feel justified in not giving BYU more respect. BYU needs to win. They need to win out. The point is to win. It's not about, yes, just win, baby. Yeah. Al Davis. No question. Voice from the dust. All right. 
We continue on our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. I know this guy. From at Caleb Lemming on Twitter, first and a last name this time. The biggest games this weekend are football versus is football versus San Diego State, specifically 1980, 1991, 1995, 1998, 2003, and 2012, all of which you can see tomorrow on BYU Football Top 100 Plays. Yeah. For Eastern, hashtag BYU Top 100. Caleb is the student producer on that show. He's also the student producer on this show, and he's graduating in a couple in a week. Caleb, when do you graduate? In a week or something? Yes. He finished his last class yesterday, and we have a lot of amazing students. Caleb's been one of the best we've ever had. So self-serving, elite voice of the day, <laughs> but we love well, I'm it. I'm here for it. Caleb's awesome. I fully supported, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, and we should mention we are going to record a BYUSN Extra Talking about what went into that show that will uh, go live after BYU Top 100 airs tomorrow, and it's your birthday, so let's bring let's bring some fire up to the set oh, for wow. the first time. Okay. We've got a little cookie here. Woo! That is yeah, so we got, nice. Yeah, we we blew the budget out. We got you a cookie. This is great. We got a couple candles. Unfortunately, great. the wax is like it's, it's all okay. like melted. I can, in there I can cut I can cut out the wax. It's all good. Are you sure it's getting everywhere? I'm not. I'm not so sure. It's all good. But I don't care. Like, yeah. Let, let the blue candles. Happy birthday, man! No, thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. My favorite. Well, watch where that flame's going. Sugar cookies with pink frosting. It's like you knew. It's like it's like we. <laughs> hang out. It's like I hang out with you more than my own family. Yeah. Oh, it's been a fun show. It's been a fun week, and we're looking forward to a very fun Saturday. Super Saturday. Yes. BYU women's basketball against Boise State followed by BYU football top 100 plays, leading into BYU-Utah pregame men's basketball, and then a postgame, and then countdown to kickoff. It's going to be an amazing day. And then postgame, and then rebroadcast. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. The 15 football seniors and Zach Wilson and maybe Brady Christensen. And whoever else decides to leave early. Who are playing their final home games at BYU. It's been fun to watch this team play in particular. I mean, this has been a, a special year in many regards. No question. Selfishly, I hope some of you surprise us and, and come West, back and play some more. Is Wes Wright back? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he is. I think he's a junior. Look at Big Kyrus in front. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what I needed on my birthday, Jim. That yeah, video. That, that video. That is, that Jason Ayu, what's up? This Woo! is the energy I needed. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Kale Kale Louie. See you tomorrow for Super Saturday beginning at 2 Eastern and continues all day. Go Cougs!